And I, I feel like I can't just, like, shake that off in the back of my head. Like, we probably shouldn't be doing this or whatever. But they're literally only doing it because they need the money. Like, they can't afford to not play a season. Yeah, especially because the fact that if they don't play a season, they won't pay the players. Right. Welcome back, everybody, to Where's My Stick? I'm Christy. And I'm Danielle. Okay, so all of a sudden, the NHL decided, you know what, we are going to just start playing. So we kind of have, like, a lot to talk about. Everything has been happening all at once and really, really quickly. So on December 18th, Elliot Friedman, he tweeted out that the NHL and the NHLPA, they kind of reached, like, a tentative agreement to play 56 games um, for the 2021 2020-2021 season. And on Sunday, the 20th, it was made official now. The NHL tweeted it that they're going to play 56 games starting on January 13th. Yeah, we got a lot of information on Sunday. In the proposed 56-game regular season, the top four teams in each division will make the playoffs. Each division will have a champion that will then go to the Stanley Cup semifinals. So one thing that has come out even before this was tweeted out was that the fact that Canada has a lot of strict travel rules, inter-providence travel rules. So one of the concerns is that the Canadian division that we talked about in a previous episode (laughs) won't be able to play in Canada. So it came out that if the games can't be played in Canada, the NHL has considered a plan that would see Canadian teams play their seasons in the United States, which that's toxic. The United States has no rules or regulations, so everyone (laughs) just plays there, but fine. We're fine. Not really, but we're fine. So that would be really funny if there's a Canadian division playing in America. I think with if the Canadian teams have to play in the U.S., they were going to reconfigure the divisions because, yeah, like you said, it doesn't make sense for them to have a Canadian (laughs) division if, like, they're going to be in the U.S. So, I don't know. And, you know, I did say that there were the U.S. has no rules, and that's partly true. Uh, California has had, um, there's some issues with the California team. So, the Sharks, just based on where they play in San Jose, they're not allowed to hold um, their training camp or any of their practices in San Jose. So, as of right now, they're, they have to conduct their training camps in Scottsdale, Arizona, because of the health restrictions in Santa Clara. But they don't know how long they're going to have to be there and how that's going to impact their playing schedule. So we might see California teams or specifically just San Jose play in a different state. So, again, how does that affect um, travel? And And like I know that I know that they've been trying to figure this out for kind of like months or whatever, but I feel like just everything is going so fast and everything is kind of by like the seat of their everything is kind of like the NHL is kind of just like going by the seat of their pants right you have um like training camp can literally start in less than two weeks if you were a non-playoff team like it starts December 31st and then for playoff teams it starts January 3rd and that's so soon and that's so weird 
to have training camp start so soon, like after no hockey. And then I think even the opt-in, opt-out dates are really, really soon. So like there's no chance to really think about this. It's either we're doing it or we're not. See, I think that's funny that you think it just has come out of nowhere because I feel like we've been waiting for this for so long and the NHL has just been, I don't know, I would say dragging their feet, <laughs> I guess, like other people would want to be say, would say like hammering out all the details. But I mean, think about it. Basketball is basically back and we knew about that months ago and the NHL just continue to just like wait and wait and then there was this the dispute of the owners coming back to the players saying that they wanted to change stuff so I don't know I feel like this is a little last minute which I mean we're in a pandemic no one expects it to be perfect but I don't know this all to me just seems like it was was, they procrastinated and now (laughs) everything is squeezed into this like seven 10 days that's left in the year. Yeah. And then it's kind of just like, I feel like they have no backup. They're just like, Canada, if you say we can play, like we can play. If not, we have to go back to the drawing board. Like teams in the US, like they don't know what's going on with them because each state has their own restrictions. So it's kind of just like, we're just, we're just going we're just trucking along. January 13th is our tentative start date, and we hope to see you there. That's kind of Yeah. I mean, I feel like in a pandemic, it's hard to... It's either that you have to be prepared for every single thing that could go wrong, or you just, like you don't really plan too far in advance because you never know what's going to happen. I would prefer the NHL to be have like different scenarios already planned, but I feel like they're just kind of like winging it and whatever happens happens, but I feel like a lot of professional sports teams are doing that as well, so. Yeah, and I just feel like the NHL doesn't have um as many resources to kind of yeah. If if this plan were to go wrong or if something were to happen, they don't have the resources to kind of pull it together really last minute, which is yeah a mess. Okay, so something that kind of came out of this was, like, how many players can be on each team? Like, what are they going to do with AHL players? And it was announced that teams will have a 23-man roster and a 4-2-6 player taxi squad. And then teams, they're also going to have an option to toll the contract year of players that opt out of the season. So that means that if a player decides to opt out, it's up to the team to decide whether that player owes them that playing year, basically. So perfect example is Henrik Lundqvist. He decided to sit out this season because of a heart condition that he has. So now the Washington Capitals, they have to then go in and decide like, hey, does Henrik owe us this year? Or are we just going to be like, yeah, okay, whatever, it's fine. Which is, I feel like, I don't know what to think about that. I don't know. I don't know if Henrik's actually considered that because it's like he physically can't play. So wouldn't they just put him on LTIR? But 
is then he he's still opting out of the season, right? Yeah, because he physically like he physically can't play. It's it's not that he's just like I'm trying to protect my family and my my loved ones. It's that like I can't play at a high level because I have a heart a heart condition. Oh. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. I. I didn't realize there was such a distinction. I just thought, like, if a person can't play and they decide, like, hey, I want to opt out. It's kind of like if a player gets hurt or has, like, cancer or something like that and they can't play during the regular season, they just put them on LTIR. But, like, this is only, like, if there were players that are, like, healthy and they're just like, I'm not going into the, I'm, I don't want to do this because I don't don't want to leave my family, I don't want to play during a pandemic then that's that's where I think that they have to figure out if they want to play this player or not. Or not. I guess if this player is burning a year of their contract or not. Whereas, like, Henrik is, like, he has a a health condition reason why he can't play. Mm, I guess that makes sense. So that's, 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 like, the difference, I think. But it still is sad that he can't play. And, I mean, one thing is that, like, I've never been, like, a huge supporter of Henrik Lundqvist. But, like, they would be really sad if this is how he, he like, went out, yeah. you know? Here he finally is trading to another team to kind of, to try to win a Stanley Cup. And then, like, he has, like, he has an injury or a health reason why he can't no longer play hockey at a high level. That's just really sad. Yeah. and And it just kind of reiterates, like... You never know when someone's, like, career is kind of, like, over. Like, yeah. players rarely yeah. have a chance to pick when they get to go out, right? So that really does suck for Henrik. So because we have this con- super-duper condensed season, that means a lot of important dates are coming up super-duper soon. So the first day of the season is January 13th. The group two of RFAs must be signed by February 11th. Um, players on one-year deals can extend on March 12th. That's usually January 1st. The trade deadline is April 12th. The end of the regular season is May 28th. The expansion draft is July 21st. Um, the NHL draft is July 23rd and the 24th. And free agency starts on july 28th i forget if we talked about this on the podcast but like before um everyone was thinking that the nhl was trying to get the season done before the olympics that's happening this summer and i believe they start like july 20th to the 25th or so one of the dates that falls in between (laughs) in july and um Everyone was like, yeah, the NHL, the NHL needs to hurry up and get their dates set up because um, there's no way they're going to be able, they're going to want to compete with the Olympics. And then Gary Bettman was like, or I think, was it Gary Bettman or was it, um, there was another guy that came out and said like, we are not trying to get our season done before the Olympics. We don't care. You know, that's not what we're trying to do. <laughs> And now we see this, like, (laughs) in this condensed season, uh, they made sure to get the Stanley Cup final done the week before, 
the Olympics start. And it's like, it's kind of like they had gave themselves a weak buffer to be like, okay, if, if something goes wrong and we need to move something, we still have that. So we don't have to conflict with that. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> NHL, no fucking way. Are you going to want to compete like, with Like, I would like, stop watching. I love the Olympics. <laughs> There's no yeah, way I'm like, And here's the thing, like, if the Stanley Cup isn't enticing to me, if it's not like a team that I really want to w- yeah. watch, I'm not going to watch. And like, even last year for me, like, I like Dallas, but I didn't watch them play Tampa. Like, oh. if I can figure out, like, oh, what's the ending going to be, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> so it's like if the end of the story is predictable yeah like i mean i i think everyone going into that matchup kind of figured that yeah i don't think that they're gonna push tampa that far but anyway either way like the way my teams are shaping up i don't think they're gonna be in the stanley cup <laughs> final and if it if the stanley cup final like conflicted with the olympics yeah i'd be watching the olympics i mean it's <laughs> Hockey already has such a tough time going up against like football and like basketball. And then to try to compete against the Olympic, which is which has like soccer, a worldwide sport. There's no way. There's no way they're gonna win that battle. Soccer is it? It's summer, so it's like uh, all the swimming sports, swim, swimming, diving, gym, gymnastics, gymnastics, like, and it's on the yeah. same network. Like, even track. <laughs> Oh my god. NBC does the Olympics, so there's no way NBC was gonna <laughs> broadcast it. So like they were gonna have to like stream it on Twitter or something if they really wanted to do that. But even still even I know. Still. Even the people who call the Stanley Cup finals for the NHL literally go and do call for the Olympics. So like even they're not like their call people aren't even available. So that's hilarious to think about. And <laughs> I don't know about you, but I completely forgot about the expansion draft and how that's coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I so it's, it. I feel like I've been waiting for this expansion draft for like eight years. <laughs> it's been years. We knew Seattle was coming into the league years ago. And finally, it's that day. And honestly... I've been so traumatized by 2020. I don't even know if I can get upset about the expansion draft as of right now. But it's so funny because Sunday night, Seattle like <laughs> tweeted out that like everybody that meme of it's like a guy standing in the corner and he and he's like in his head. Everyone's doing. <laughs> everyone doesn't know that I'm doing this, and it's like other people dancing and they tweeted out like everyone doesn't know we're gonna take their favorite player. Or, like, they don't know we're going to take their favorite player. And I'm just like, oh, my God. They're monsters. Yeah, I definitely forgot about the expansion draft. And we'll see. There's a lot of eyes on Seattle, obviously. And then there's a lot of pressure on Seattle because of how good Vegas was. I have a... I kind of have, like, a... I, kinda, I love how I said was. I mean is. They're still... I mean, they, still they might be circling the drain now. I... I wouldn't be upset by that. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be there. But speaking of, like, free agents and, like, <laughs> where what they're going to do, there are still free agents on the board. Only one, only Anthony Duclair was signed recently. Yeah. And, like, Mike Hoffman well, is still and, out here. And Anthony Duclair was signed to a, can we say, a, a very disappointing contract. Yeah, it was, like, one point Is that fair to something? say? It was 1.7 for one year 
uh, for the Florida Panthers, which is so doable. I'm looking at all my teams like, why did you not do this? And the sad part is that I heard he was representing himself. He is. He was representing himself. Yeah. Was that a good move? Well, if going by that contract, I don't. I think not because when you have an agent, they're reaching out to all the teams for you. They're putting out. They're like checking out all these feelers and stuff because mm. they have other um, talent, and then you can yeah. kind of stack up to them. But yeah, that was a very questionable move. Yeah. No, I agree. I wish that it was leaked what Ottawa offered him. Because, like, one, I want to know if they gave him, they offered him a contract. And I can't remember if they did or they didn't. But I want to know if they offered him a contract. And I want to know what it looks like compared to the contract he got from the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like Ottawa has money. But Ottawa can be very disrespectful, like, in terms of their contracts and stuff. Yeah, like, they don't really want to pay the players. But my thing is that I wonder if moving forward they didn't think that he was worth paying long-term. Because I remember he wanted mm-hmm. a long-term contract, which is fair. But I, that's just so confusing to me because, like, Ottawa, you don't have anybody right now that could play on the top line with Brady Kachuk and play on the top power play. Like, once, you know, here's the thing. Like, once you have all of your prospects up, trade him, flip him. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I just don't get that. We're kind of getting off topic. But two things I wanted to bring up. One with Anthony Duclair, I feel like he has, like, a bad reputation around the league, and I... Yes, thanks to torts. Yes, and that's just really disheartening because people make it sound like he's, like, 35 years old and he's just now getting a step. He's, like, 25, 26. Like, he... Yes, he... Like, who he is is who he is, but who he is isn't, like, a terrible player. Like, he still has things to learn, and he's not going to learn that by going on these teams for, like, one or two years until they give up on him. And then, yeah, because I think he's a pretty good player. Um, and then the second thing that I wanted to bring up was, like, I feel like teams that rebuild for so long, they they kind of hoard, like, the players that they like they picked or, like, the players that they developed. And it's just like, no, you need to flip these people and you need to decide, like, hey – all right, we're going for it now. And I think maybe Ottawa might might be there. Well, not there because we don't have that many players. But Well, see, I don't think that's true because, like, remember Ottawa traded Eric Carlson. Ottawa traded didn't – he, didn't they trade Mike Hoffman? Yeah, Mike mm-hmm. Hoffman. Um, they, they've, they've traded a lot of really good players. They flipped them. Um, and that's one of the reasons why they have so many prospects because they had so many picks. So I'm just not, I mean, like, I can understand if they don't think that Duclair is a part of the new core. But, like, until that new core is, like, ready to, like, make a jump, what's wrong with having him there now? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, they need bodies. Yeah, like, bodies that will produce. I'm not saying that they need to, like, I know they don't want to be in the Stanley Cup final, but, like... Anthony Duclair is not getting you there. Yeah, like, I just... (laughs) I mean, in like entertaining your fans isn't gonna be bad, right? And he's like, you. he's French, so like he's good for the area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I, I don't know Ottawa that well, but yeah, it's just that that's really interesting. Um, and yeah, you brought up Mike Hoffman that's still available. Who else is still available? Wait, was at the NCU signed? No. No. Okay, so we have some names. If not skill, we have names. Like, <laughs> okay, so we've been talking about Mike Hoffman. He's still available. Corey Schneider is still available. Sammy Votnin. Cor- apparently, Corey Schneider is supposed to sign with the Islanders. Oh. But they're you- waiting to see a deal get done with Barzell before signing him because they just want to see how much money they have and if they have to change somebody. We have two weeks. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, I think it's a group of RFAs. I think that's Barzell. Oh, right. They must be signed by February 11th to play this season, which is usually December 1st. Right, right, right. Right, right, because Nylander. Like, <laughs> the clock is ticking. Like, listen, I procrastinate a lot, but even I'm judging the NHL right now. Or yeah. I'm judging the Islanders. And they lost a lot of, they lost a few people on defense, too. I know. Yeah. One of their really good defensemen they gave to, guess who? Colorado. Why? People are just, like, you know how a few years ago everybody was helping out Toronto and um, Jim Rutherford didn't get the memo that people stopped doing that? But now everyone's just helping out the Avs. Just all your good players. Just send them over there. I think. There's a good, there's a good um, number of people. Derek Broussard isn't signed. Oh, Travis Hamanek. Connor Sheary isn't signed. That sucks. I would hate to like to be them. Like job security is everything. Yeah. So yeah, I think that Connor Sheary and Derek Broussard and Travis Hamanek, all of them. I mean, unless they've just been spending their money. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be okay. <laughs> they should be okay for a year. <laughs> but you know what? We... Go on sabbatical. <laughs> you would appreciate that uh, um, stimulus check. Do they qualify for a stimulus check? No, they're Canadian. They probably got money from Canada. They've been giving them monthly. So ghetto. But <laughs> anyway. Okay, so to kind of move on to, I guess, the most fun thing is the divisions and the realignment that they had to do because of COVID. Um, And really quickly, I'm just going to run through them. Um, So there are four divisions, the Northwest, Central, and the East. And the North Division is the All-Canadian Division, which has Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. The West Division has Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, LA, Minnesota, San Jose, um, St. Louis, and Vegas. Um, The Central Division has Carolina, Chicago, uh, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa. And last but not least is the East Division with Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philadelphia, the Penguins, and Washington. I love how you said the Penguins and you said everyone else's city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like them. Yeah. Uh, These divisions, like the East is just so, uh, and it's, 
I don't know. The East is just. It's like the it's it's literally the metro. It's the metro with Boston and the Sabers. Yeah, I'm just annoyed because this is going to be hard for the Penguins. We <sighs> might see them miss the playoffs again. It's like literally every every other division got a little bit easier except for the East, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for like the East. Yeah. Um and when I when I look at it on a map, it makes sense, right? Because, like, they're all pretty close, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, like, really? We had the Penguins in the Central, like, last, like, last week. Like, why did we move? Like, why did we move them? Well, that was a couple, a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, they were the proposed division. So, the NHL switched it. And, I mean, here's the thing. To us, we would like the Penguins to be in the Central division because it's easier. But the NHL was not going to let the Penguins not play the Flyers are the are the Capitals. Yeah. And Penn's inside scoop, they tweeted out that, of course, games will be in the divisions that Chrissy just said. The Pens are playing in the East Division along with uh, the Flyers, the Capitals, Islanders, Rangers, Blech. Devils, all coming to the Metro, Boston and Buffalo as well, Carolina, Columbus, and the Central. The Pens are going to play each team in their division eight times. Eight times if you were to tell me what's a nightmare i would say watching the pens and the flyers eight times in a season we have 16 games or have to see the penguins play the flyers and they have to play the capitals and then if you have the rangers that's like that's like 24 games and the penguins never beat new jersey so that's an automatic eight games they're not winning i mean the penguins never beat new jersey they never beat the islanders they, they beat them once in, like, a shootout or something last season. I mean, I've seen the Penguins. I think the Penguins have beaten the Rangers before. They have. I'm not gonna, yeah, but, like, I'm nervous about New Jersey, the Islanders. Which is and awful because like, the they're terrible. And, <laughs> the Flyers in Washington is always – it's always nerve-wracking. I will yeah. say um, – Boston and the Peng and Pittsburgh, their games are in- they're fun. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I feel like the Penguins get up to it and they try to play their level, but yeah, yeah. And so coming from these divisions, the playoffs will be sixteen teams, a best of seven, a four round format ending around mid July before the Olympics, of course. <laughs> uh, and so the top four teams in each division will qualify. And there will be interdivision play in the first two rounds. So one versus four, two versus three. And the four teams that advance to the semis will be seated in their regular season points total. So, again, the East that has Boston, that has the Islanders. Which, you know what? I think when we do, we should do like an East preview and really take a deep dive into these teams because that will be interesting because the Islanders scare me, but then also they got rid of a lot of people, like you said, Christy. And if they can't sign Barzell, like make sure all eight of those uh, games are in the beginning before Barzell is signed. (laughs) Before like February. (laughs) (laughs) I'm absolutely fine by that. (laughs) So yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the Capitals don't have Hank. Oh, or Braden so Holpe. Or Braden Holpe. So is the, I mean, they're really high on their goalie Samsonov, I believe. So we'll have to see. 
I mean, the Rangers, the, too, are the, in the same situation with goalies. Yeah, the Rangers are, I mean, the Rangers got better. They got Lafreniere. Yeah, Lafreniere. We'll have to see about him. New Jersey. Oh. And, you know, I know you're not going to like this, Christy, but I think the Flyers are still steady. Like, they have everybody <laughs> that they had last season. So, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there someone that you definitely have to watch out for because it's yeah. not just, like, fight, fight, fight with the Flyers. Like, they, they have good players that could score. I feel like almost <laughs> almost every team in the – I wouldn't necessarily say, like, the Penguins took a step back, but I don't think the Penguins are that good. But I feel like... They didn't like, take a step forward. Or not a big step forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, when they took a step forward in buying out Jack Johnson, and then they took a step back getting... Um, yeah, Ma- Cody Mark Cece. Matheson. Mike Matheson? Mark? Mike? Oh, Mike? yeah. I was thinking Cody Which, Cece, is, but it's Mike. Oh, Mike. Yeah, I mean, well, that's another step back. So actually, they took a step back, right? And I do think, um, I do think Washington kind of took a step back. I think, I think the Rangers took like a teensy tiny step forward with um, Alexis, but who knows how he's going to get played, how he's going to get deployed. Um, yeah, so I don't know. The East is really kind of weird. I think Philadelphia yeah, is the only Washington? one that stayed the same in a in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Washington's interesting because their goaltending, there's definitely questions, but their defense got a lot better. I know we have been harsh on Justin Schultz, but I like him and I, I like Trevor Van Reemsdyke. Trevor Van Reems Trevor Van Reemsdyke. I don't know why I can't say oh Van Reemsdyke. Oh my Reemsdijk. god. Um so their defense not bad. Yeah. Um but yeah, we'll have to definitely do a, a, a East deep dive, but Let's scoot on over to the north because you know the one. Oh who God. are we really rooting for? Winnipeg. Who are we rooting for? Winnipeg. Oh. Yes, and Vancouver, but definitely Winnipeg. Okay, yeah, Vancouver. Okay, but I'll like look into them. Whatever. <laughs> like I have time. We're in a pandemic. But I feel like I know all the Canadians. Like they really, they're really hyped for this. But I feel like this is really gimmicky, and I don't think that I think like it'll wear off in like the first month because really what Canadians are always super pissed about is that there's never a chance for them to get that many um Canadians in like the Stanley Cup final and the semi-final and now you only have one chance when before you technically had four now you only have one shot yeah but I think it though they like this will definitely ignite those old rivalries. Yeah, when yeah, the yeah, Canadian for sure. teams were very, very dominant. So we get eight games of Calgary and Edmonton. And I know I feel like this is what outsiders think of Philly Pittsburgh. Matthew Kachuk is gonna kill the Winnipeg Jets single handedly. Yes. Oh, no, don't say that. Well, Matthew Kachuk just tweet or Instagram a picture of um, him, like two people fighting in a Calgary Edmonton matchup. I want to say one of them was him, but they, he tweeted a picture of the, the the Flames and the Edmonton or the Oilers fighting, and said all can all Canadian division, let's go with a little flame emoji. So he's he loves to stir the pot, like he does. Oh, but that's kind of nice. Yeah. 
Like, that's a little endearing because he's American and he is, like, Canada feeding the flames of the Edmonton Oilers fans. And I like that. The Oilers definitely deserve it. I like but, that. So. <laughs> Who do you think, like, wins this division? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. But I would be happy if the top four from this division is, you know, Vancouver... Calgary, Winnipeg. That's it. Yeah, and that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, that's it. And then, like, just swoop the penguins over in that. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I think the penguins are Canadian. Shit. Like, it's okay. I mean, Sid, the face of Canada for Pittsburgh, years. Nova, so. the Nova Scotia penguins. Like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Okay, so also some news came out by Rick Westhead. Um, He tweeted out that the NHL hopes to raise $15 million selling ads on helmets this season. And wealthier clubs such as like Toronto and Montreal will get ads targeting like million dollar deals. Whereas the small market teams could go for like a lot less. But their goal is to get at least $15 million. And he spoke to an, uh, an NHL exec who told him <laughs> teams don't consider this newfound money because helmet ads will be given to the same sponsors as make goods for empty buildings. I'm assuming the same companies that have their ads on the, on the, around the boards and like in the buildings and stuff like that, they'll get like first dibs on helmet ads. And to just because the NHL is like completely like they, they just who they are. The mm-hmm. NHL exec also said that the ads on the helmets is not about greed. It's about saving jobs and people's homes. Do you know how much money we're going to lose without customers in the arena? We're hemorrhaging money and we need to find any possible option for keeping our people employed. I mean, NHL owners are billionaires. So, like, if they really cared about <laughs> home people and keeping people employed in their homes, they would, they have money to, to find a solution. But, or, or they could lobby and be like, hey, Maybe let's not give Americans six hundred dollars oh. after like ten months. Oh, for sure, for sure. But you know, they're like, you're gonna give them six hundred dollars. How much are you gonna give us? Like a lot. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your money's coming. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think this is so funny because like it's just like oh, the NHL is so poor. But I think in like retrospect. And just, like, looking at all the other leagues, I think this is probably something that's been building for a mm-hmm. while. Because I know the NBA, they started having ads, like, little small ads on their jersey. Like, I remember seeing some for, like, Wish and Bumble on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how much money these these sponsors are expecting to make from the NHL. But, hey, you got to make money the best way I you I mean, know they're how. spending a lot more. Like, a jersey is going to be way more than a helmet just by like the fact that it's a jersey and then also i think the nba gets a lot more views than hockey so (laughs) they're paying prime real estate for that um but i mean do you think this is tacky 
I think on the helmet is a little bit tacky. Like, I think I would rather it be on the jersey yeah. than on the helmet. Like what is it gonna like what is it gonna say State Farm next to Little Penguin? <laughs> like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I have no problem with this. Like, I don't mind at all. I'm not one of those people that are like hockey purists that truly care. But, um, yeah. I mean, if like I don't understand why the NHL wasn't doing this. If they're as poor as they seem, and they do seem poor, like why yeah. have you not been doing this? So. They're, it's like they're firm on one thing and then they're like like they're like lenient on another which i'm just like confused yeah yeah and it's just like we have all of these segments like this is the ford power play <laughs> and you guys <laughs> and you guys are such sticklers about getting it on the jersey like who cares yeah. i don't even notice their helmet like I really when they're like oh look at these with the black helmet or the white helmet I'm like huh I don't the only time I notice the helmet is when the pens have their like yellow one and it's like reminds me of bumblebees oh. and I'm like oh I hate oh. that <laughs> no they're cute <laughs> Rather not, but whatever so keeping with that um as like you know they're hemorrhaging money some teams plan to open their doors once the season starts for a limited amount of fans to attend the games. One of the first teams that like came out and said like, yo, we're, we're having fans. Like we're not having the season with no fans uh, <laughs> were uh, Dallas and um, the Panthers. I don't know if the lightning said they were going to do it. Have you heard anything about them? I haven't heard anything about that. Right now, we'll just say the Panthers, which they're a part of like the toxic part of Florida. So this is not surprising. But what was kind of surprising was that Pittsburgh said they were um, one of the teams that they're going to open their doors. And apparently it's going to be once they figure out how many people they can have in the arena, quote unquote, safely, um, they're going to send out like a raffle for season ticket holders only. And um, based on the tweet that they sent out about that, people are gagged to get into these buildings. Like they want to go to the games, which is just so mind blowing to me because I am not of that facet of the fan base that wants to get back into the arena. Like, to be honest, no BS. I just want to hug my grandma. I miss, I miss spending time with my family. So yeah, we are not the same. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about this? I I feel like on the one hand, like, I definitely agree. Like, going to a hockey game is not the first thing on my mind. Like, if you guys want to do hockey, go ahead, do hockey. But I will not be in in attendance. I'm going to watch safely from my home. But (laughs) the NHL is poor, and these teams are poor. Like, I think I didn't realize how these teams were really living like paycheck to paycheck like the panthers i kind of understand but like pittsburgh is a storied franchise dallas they have normally good attendance so to hear that like these teams are desperate for money is kind of um it's kind of jarring a little bit even though like i feel like we all should i should have known that so like on the one hand i wouldn't go but on the other hand these teams are trying to make money any way that they can yeah I mean I I'm on the same mindset of you like I think when we talk about it like 
in the moment we're like oh yeah like I can see why they need money but then like overall you wouldn't really expect like a team like you said Pittsburgh to need money but I mean that soon as the season ended like a lot of people were saying like yeah (laughs) Pittsburgh like the owners they want the fans in the building like that's how they turn a profit and allow this team and like they you know there were reports coming out saying that Rutherford wasn't going to spend to the cap because they didn't have, they don't have money, money or they didn't want to. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't, that's not true technically because the Penguins are pretty close to the cap, but um, I think, I mean, obviously every team is with the flat cap, but it's just, it's just really weird. Like, I mean, it's not when I like look at my everyday life and no one I know talks about hockey. Like none of my, like, one <laughs> of my friends that I see or I used to see like in my day to day life, no one talked about hockey so that kind of is just like gives you like a little red flag like yeah this the sport is not popular around you so that's that's interesting we'll we'll have to see I mean it's one thing to for teams and for the NHL to make sure that players are safe during this this season but it's another thing when you add in fans as well like that's another barrier for to make sure that their their players are safe yeah, the, you know you're putting you're exposing more people around them, um, and then if say a fan comes in with COVID and spreads it because it it spreads like you can't like once someone has it like you can't <laughs> like, <laughs> like they have it and like it's there. <laughs> yeah and like they will give it to other people like it, it doesn't matter how masked <clears throat> they are if they have it they will transfer it so yeah we will have to keep our our eyes on that it's it's kind of like scary so yeah it's kind of just like what are we prioritizing what are we prioritizing here like we want to have they want to do the season and try to do it as safely as possible but are you being as safe as possible when you are potentially exposing players of your team and players of other teams to covid because you want to have fans in the building because you need the money yeah I mean, we've said this before, but capitalism is a hell of a drug. It's it's ghetto for sure. That's definitely for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's ghetto. Oh, man. That I hope that players are, are as safe as they possibly can be. We'll see the the NHL. Um, it was said by I believe Bob Shannon that the NHL was is looking into privately buying COVID like vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like, "Well, we're not going to jump the line. We're not going to. Um, we're we're only seeing this is only if they're um, available for private purchase, and we're not going to jump the line in front of like any." Um, or frontline worker, right. like any of them. And so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, with the vaccine in general, like a lot, some of them you have to take like once and then three weeks later, another part. So that's kind of hard. And then you, some you get really sick. So yeah. you might have players sick during it. So it'll just be interesting to see how this all pans out. Hockey in a pandemic. <laughs> what wow. are you just like, general thoughts um I, the, the NHL seems like they're gonna do this so I, I guess like 
<laughs> I know that's all of it. Kind of really, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like in a perfect world. Like obviously, we wouldn't be doing this, but and I I feel like I can't just like shake that off in the back of my head. Like we sh- probably shouldn't be doing this or whatever. But they're literally only doing it because they need the money. Like they can't afford to not play a season. Yeah, especially because the fact that if they don't play a season, they won't pay the players. Right. And so that's, I feel, I feel like personally, that's why the players want to play. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's capitalism. Capitalism, baby. <laughs> it's toxic. <laughs> like, well, on that note. Um. Just want to say to all of our listeners, stay tuned for our next episode where we do a deep dive with the Penguins. So we will go through all of their off-season moves, some questions going into training camp. So it's a good primer to the fact that the NHL is going to move forward with this season. So I guess we're moving forward too. On that note, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to follow us at where's underscore my underscore stick. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and to also tell a friend. Bye. Bye.